Welcome to Bridging Chicago, a podcast that aims to connect our listeners to Chicago's business, community, cultural, and charity leaders. Brought to you by SATC Solution Center, L3C. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Bridging Chicago podcast. I'm Nathan Loverich, a legal assistant with SATC Law and one of the hosts of the podcast. And I'm here today with Kristen Onesti, owner and senior graphic designer with the KO Design Group. Kristen, thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Hi, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Kristen, I noticed that when preparing for today's episode that you have a wide range of graphic design experience and seem to have had a really dynamic career in design, and I'm really excited to talk about that with you. But I kind of want to go back a little bit and talk about what got you interested in your field and what life was like before KO Design for you. Um, so... Let's start with your, your growing up. Did you grow up here in Chicago in the area? I did. Um, I'm from the western suburbs, so okay. I, I grew up here and um, oldest of four, so I decided to stay close for college. So I went to Illinois State, and then when I finished there, came back here and just kind of made sense to come down to the city. Yeah, fun fact for you. I actually grew up in Chenoa, Illinois, which is about 20 miles north of Bloomington. So I'm quite familiar with Illinois State. Yeah. Uh, We went there quite a lot, so definitely a Redbird fan, but... (laughs) Glad to hear that. Yeah. It was a fun place to be. Yeah. So you studied uh, graphic design then at Illinois State? I did. I actually went there, and I kind of, uh, you know, I've always been artistic and Mm -hmm. knew I like drawing, I like painting. Um, I think I just didn't quite know um, what that would lead to, but I... And I didn't even know about graphic design at the time. I kind of went to school and said, okay, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And um, they actually ended up having a pretty pretty good um, design program that I got into and learned all about it from there. So did you pick your major before going in, or did you realize they had this program and then kind of took it from there? Yeah, it was actually, I kind of got all the general classes out of the way because yeah. I wasn't really sure. So I think it took me till the middle of sophomore year and... I heard about it, and it just kind of made sense. I was like, oh, yep, mm-hmm, yep that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, talked about that before uh, on previous episodes where it's always that thing you're, you're you know, 17, 18 years old trying to figure out what you're going to do with life, and then they want to know what you want to study, and it can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, overwhelming because I had no idea. It's like, yeah. how am I supposed to pick one thing right now? I, I'm not sure, but then, you know, when I kind of figured out how you know what it was and and what it entailed and and just that I was, didn't have to be a starving artist I could actually you know <laughs> make some money from you know being a designer I was like oh that makes sense okay I'll do that so going into uh, Illinois State did you have a like a medium that you really like to do were you a painter a... it was actually yes painting was my okay. number one still still is I don't um paint as much as I would like but you know yeah. um but I kind of went in thinking this, I know I, I like doing this. I would get excited about painting projects and different things. So um, that was definitely sort of what led me to choose graphic design just because um, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't illustration. It wasn't necessarily drawing, but I really enjoyed painting. Yeah. And were there classes that you took at Illinois State that, that really sort of helped bring that out or help you kind of work on that as well as seeing okay, this is something that I can do as a job or a career that somewhere I can take this 
Um, I think, yeah, well, because at first it was um, just taking those classes. Those were the, what interested me, you know, yeah. that was where I was happy to go. Yeah. <laughs> any, any art class was great, you know, so then even art history was kind of interesting. And then um, one day, actually, how I learned about design was um, on the elevator in the dorm and my, a friend of mine from high school um, who I hadn't seen in a while, and I kind of ran into him, and he said, you know, oh, I'm, I said, what's your major? Because it was at the time when I had to choose, <laughs> yeah. and so that's all I'm thinking about, and he said, oh, I went with graphic design, so that's how I learned. Okay. He, he explained what it was. I kind of went home, did some research, and then, mm, yep, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up. <laughs> and, and how... Did your parents feel about this major? How did what what was their reaction to saying, "Oh, this is what I'm interested in. This is kind of what I want to do." Yeah, I think. I mean, they were definitely excited. It was just because you could. It was sort of a relief for me because then yeah. I could see my path, and I could see, okay, it just kind of clicked and made sense. And then, the where the next you know classes that I had to take about design and what they were, and just being excited about that. So they. Um, I think they were just happy for me to say, you know, see see where where I'm going, and just the relief of okay, now that's checked off the list, so <laughs> yeah. I can start the next thing, getting yeah. you know, graduating. <laughs> well, let's talk about that next thing because that's a big thing, uh, graduating and then kind of figuring out what's going to come next. And so, how did you feel? Or you've you've got this graphic design degree, you're you're ready to go out into the world. How did you feel about you know what you had accomplished and then what you were looking forward to after leaving Illinois State? So they, I mean, there I, I um, they helped with my you know practice interviews and I had my portfolio already. Um, at the time, it was a printed portfolio that you know was basically a twenty-four by thirty-six case that I carried around with me to show everyone what I had done and here's my posters and here are my logos and um so I I felt good it was it's just it's funny because it's not like that at all anymore but (laughs) to drag it around and sort of present it um I think they you know I felt prepared so now that you've graduated from Illinois State and you have your degree when you're taking your portfolio out, you've got everything prepared that they've kind of helped you, career services, I'm guessing, has kind of helped you put together this thing that you're going to need. And so you go out and uh, I assume you come back here to Chicago area? I did, yeah. Okay. And so you're back in the Chicago area and you're thinking about what you want to do next. What was kind of going through your mind at that time and, and how, were you, how were you looking to get into a field uh, in design? Um, so I had been kind of scouring, you know, all the places they tell you to. Um, th- mainly, uh, the internet was new at the time. Okay. So I believe there was, I think for my first job, Monster was there. But um, it was kind of, uh, also, I got my hands on an advertising book that had addresses of just different places that would maybe be a possibility. I didn't know if they were hiring. I didn't know. I just basically would start calling and asking. And um, then just they found a spot um, that was actually in Downers Grove at first. So this was um, a corporate in-house design job. And um, it 
seemed to just kind of fit with where I was in, at the time. You know, location was good, um, and just sort of it made sense. I liked the people there when I interviewed, so then um, that was my first first job, and I um, kind of learned a lot about just quick. It was fast-paced, and it was um, small advertisements, so I learned a lot about kind of typography and how to um, turn things around really fast, which when you go from school to your first job, that's, I think, yeah. a big shock when you're like, oh, we don't have two weeks or a month <laughs> to think about something and then brainstorm and develop. And so, yeah, we had, you know, sometimes five minutes. Yeah. And so just from my understanding, by in-house, you mean you the company maybe does something else. It could be a service company. It could be any kind of company. And they have sort of a division that, handles all of their advertising or exactly yeah so um in both um in-house is more just they don't outsource any design so I was there um and and worked on only things that the company you know would need either to advertise for them or clients of them okay and you're working with a team at this point of people that are kind of all trying to accomplish the same goal of there were, yep, there were two other designers, um, and we would just, you know, design, we would have quarterly um, directories that would, I mean, they were thousands of pages because it was like a giant phone book, so we had to put out these ads. Sometimes there were maybe 10 ads on a page, wow. so um, it was a lot about, you know, okay, learning what will print well, and then how to make, you know, the message, put the message in a small space or a big space, depending on, you know, what what size ad they have ordered. Yeah. And um, then just keep going and get it, get it done until it's done. Yeah. What do you think was a lesson maybe that you learned in that first job that has really helped a lot or that, I mean, just stuck with you in your design work even today maybe? Um, I think... Definitely the the fast turnaround. Um, I learned a lot about the programs actually in that first job. So you know the programs that I use today, um, they it was kind of learning the quick shortcuts and key um, key commands. And because everything needed to be done so fast, um, that is it's amazing how much time you save when you it all adds up. Yeah. So you don't really realize, okay, you know, saving something or or opening something else or, you know, basically just focus on the task at hand and get it done. And um, you can sort of get to the end of the goal, which sometimes seems impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we all feel that way sometimes. Like, I just, I want to get this thing done, but there's a lot of steps in there that you've got to kind of go through to get there. I mean, a little overwhelming, but you know, deep breaths, and uh, yeah. you can make it happen. That's good. So when you're wrapping up your first job, your your start of your career here, what was there a particular thing that made you decide to move on to the next thing, or was it just kind of a natural um, wanting to do something different? At or? the time, it was, it was a combination. I think the main thing was that um, the company was in Downers Grove, so I did I, – I had moved – Downtown at the time, so I wanted to find okay. a so it was location. Yeah, I wanted to find something else that was closer to where I lived, 
Um, but it was also, you know, it was just kind of, I had think it was around three years I was there and, you know, had kind of learned a lot, not only with the fast-paced ads and everything, but there were different flyers and posters and events that um, I helped out with. So I think it was, you know, it was also just kind of time. So mm -hmm. it, it was, it made sense to start looking. Yeah. And are you still getting to do, as you're kind of going through this, are you still getting to do some of your personal projects or some of your own painting or does that kind of? Uh, yeah, because the, the um, busiest times would kind of, they would come and go. So we knew when the deadline was coming and then that was going to be, you know, you're working for a week straight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there was still time for some painting and um, cooking. I got into cooking too. Oh, so. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I had some time to do other stuff. Yeah, that's cool. And so working with two in-house firms, is there, have you sensed a, like a difference between maybe working at an ad agency where you're trying to pump stuff out for clients that are constantly coming in versus you're, you're kind of doing this for this company that you get to learn about and know a lot about? Is, is there a lot of difference there? Or is um, so yes, because I think part of it is that you're only working on one brand. So you really get to know that brand. Um, okay. So it's all about sort you know, making sure that everything, no matter what it is across, you know, all marketing materials looks the same, right? Um, but working in-house for those companies, it was sort of you get in this mindset of only how they would do it. So it's yeah. um, it can be you know can, can be good and can be bad because you can sort of get get stuck do going down you know one sort of uncreative path. But um, that that's the hard part about I think working in-house is you want to try to still think outside the box. What else? How can we push the brand? How can we come up with different things that are creative and that people haven't seen before, but this is still recognizable as yeah. the brand that we're, you know, looking in and, or working for and trying to get across, get their message across? So is there a lot of sort of define creativity where you want to get something maybe fresh and new but there's these sort of parameters that you have to work with or do you get to just do a lot of new stuff and kind of push the boundary a little bit or um there is a combination I think okay because the brand can be um you want to stick some things can be strict yeah you want to stay consistent with the brand and so some days um, it's easy. You can if we have an overview, we have a handout, we have um, certain things that we have a template set up, so we can sort of get through them. And especially in the fast-paced environment, it is kind of nice to have those set up, and you know you're ready to go. And okay, here here it is, and um, it looks good. It looks how it's supposed to look, and everybody's happy. Then there are the, there are definitely times that you can be more creative and this will say, okay, we want to kind of, you know, blow it up with this project or this, um, you know, marketing um, campaign that we're, you know, we came up with. And so hard, the hardest part, I think, is trying to be creative and come up with something that's new, but then still sort of um, keep it in that box because yeah. 
it can't be completely different. Sometimes you can't change all the fonts just because you want to, um, but you also want to make it fun and interesting and, and get people to notice it. So that's, that's always the challenge, I think. So you found maybe little things or, or concepts that you do that can maybe change things up but kind of keep them looking the same? Are there like little tricks that you do that kind of make you say, oh, that looks cool and fresh and new but still recognizable as the brand? Um, I think, the yes, because the, it's um, hard to stay in the brand, but then it, you can sort of organically change it with different elements or di- kind of add in different things that as I've worked, you know, now a couple years in in-house situations, then it's like, okay, you know, how can I incorporate something that would is slightly different? Nobody yeah. really knows. Yeah. Maybe a slightly different color. Maybe, you know, we're accenting something and all of a sudden there's a pull quote that's a different font. So there is a, a way to do it that's not well, this doesn't make sense, and why, you know, why, I, it, I don't understand why, you know, this is purple, but there is a way, you know, that I've learned to just sort of bring it in, and especially if it kind of looks good, and then you can use it going forward, Yeah. and keep those elements so that actually no one really even, like, well, when did we switch that over, <laughs> and <laughs> how did that happen? I don't, you know. No one knows, but we like it, so it's right. it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So, you're finishing up your second in-house job. Kind of where where were you at at this point with what you were thinking about with your career and sort of how that was going and where you wanted to go? Is this is there some sort of instinct bubbling up that maybe I want to go a different route, or are you pretty happy with? with the route that it is and kind of staying on that path? So I think at this time I was, um, you know, again, same thing. I had been there, I think maybe three, you know, it was around the three year mark. And um, I thought, okay, yeah, I've learned, you know, learned a lot here. I think I might be ready to switch. And then actually, I, I remember looking for a while, but um, I found a an opening at a law firm. And it was, at the time, I remember being kind of shocked because it was for an in-house, another in-house position, and I thought, what does a law firm need a graphic designer for? Um, I definitely found out. And, um, <laughs> it kind of surprised me as well when I saw I was like, oh, she worked for a law firm as a graphic designer. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that's about. So it sounds like you kind of had the same, like, what? why do they need someone like me there? And when you went into it, did you kind of start to understand, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing or this is, this is why I'm here right um, away? Or was it, uh, was it kind of trying to adjust to that? So right away, no, I, yeah, when I got into it, I remember thinking, oh, yes. I, exci- I was excited because I could see where I could help, where I could... Um, like I said, organically make some changes to templates and different things, but just they they really needed help um, to make the brand more cohesive. And um, there were three of us at the time. I think we had maybe 700 lawyers at then. Wow. And um, so we, it, it was just definitely, if I thought anything was 
busy before. This was a wake up to, you know, okay, this is now I'm nonstop. And um, everything that I had learned leading up to this kind of prepared me, but um, yeah. it was just, okay, we, we need, you know, I'm going to a meeting. Can I have something in five minutes? Or um, we have a whole event and we need all the marketing um, collateral and invitations and posters and signage and everything, you know, done in a couple days or, you know, sometimes we would have longer, but yeah. um, it was definitely, I could see right away, I was excited to help and sort of change. They needed updates. They needed, you know, um, different, um, an easier way, to, uh, basically a streamlined way to get everything um, quickly and, but also more, a little more creative. So I was excited to bring a, some creativity there, which again, you know, a, thinking about a graphic designer in a law firm, um, you might think it, it, well, I think at the time, I didn't think it would be very creative, but it was because of the different events that they host and all the different materials that they need and, you know, hats and T-shirts and um, ads. And, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't realize at the time goes with, you know, what a law firm needs for a, for a graphic designer for. Right. Yeah. And so it sounds like you got to be super creative in that sort of industry and with that firm and did you get the feeling like this was something like did they know at the time what you were going to do as a graphic designer and they're like yes we really need someone to do this thing or was it like we know we need a change but we're just going to bring someone in and figure out what that is um I'm gonna say no they didn't know <laughs> <laughs> um but it was because and I think that's also the balance of another part what I learned actually is that there are some things that, you know, they're straightforward. They just, you just need to read them. You want to make them easy to, easy to read and, and make them look good so that you're not embarrassed to hand them out. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, and you have to turn it out quick. Other things you can spend more time on, I think. And, and being um, creative was definitely, I think something that the design department wanted, but Sure, there's always, you know, a little pushback, but that's part of it is sort of um, pleading your case and reasons why it can, you know, and then finding that middle ground, which I think was kind of a lot of just my personality and why I fit there. Um, I can be more flexible with design and sort of yeah. come to the middle ground and help and, and see, I think a lot of times um, people may not, they don't, can't describe what they want or how they see it in the end or sometimes they don't even know so right. I um I think that that's also a big thing to learn is how to compromise and come to that um collective aha moment where everybody's happy and um but it's still creative and it's still something I can put my name on and be proud of and so how long did you work at the firm? I was there for almost nine years. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so it was, it was a lot longer than I thought I would, would have, you know. <laughs> I, usually after three years, I get the itch. And um, a couple things had happened, you know, at the time. It was, I think, um, there was 07, 08, 
and then um, you know just kind of getting everything back on track on track with marketing and advertising yeah. and um, there weren't a lot of design positions um, that were available at the time and plus you know I was good I was still kind of um, working I think McGuire Woods at the time then we started merging with um, different firms so mm-hmm. I think by the time I left there were a thousand attorneys and um, still three designers so it was we were we were really busy and you know <laughs> it, it Sometimes I still don't know how we did it, but um, we got went through got a lot of things done every day and just kind of kept going. Yeah, and it's interesting that you you talk about the size of the firm because one of the things that I have heard from a lot of my creative friends or friends in the creative industry is one of the more difficult things is to figure out how to communicate because people always think of them as sort of these creative types who are really good at design or really good at creating something, whether it's in video or paint or whatever medium they're using, but then figuring out how to do that for in a more professional, maybe even office type setting with having to communicate, having to meet these strict deadlines, things like that can be difficult. Um, maybe that like left brain, right brain sort of thinking. And so for you having done these in-house jobs and now the job at the firm, did that really help you sort of learn how to do that? Or was that maybe a more natural thing for you or was that a struggle at all? Um, I think it, it was definitely more natural for me. That's, I think, kind of my personality, you know, from the start. But it is a struggle. It's always, you know, and there's a lot of learning to do because um, just to people communicate differently. So learning, okay, I know how, you know, when they say uh, my manager at the time wants, wants this, she wants to go down this path, and okay, I know that she might not, you know, what I'm thinking in my head is different, and so it's it's finding that, you know, middle ground or even, you know, we always want to come to the best solution, the right. best design, yeah. but um, it is the hardest part to communicate and, and sort of, agree in a situation where since design is so subjective it's it is sort of um tricky to figure out and then and then just say okay yep nope you're right and that's a better route or kind of just compromise and say this makes more sense let's you know instead of it's 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 kind of pointless to argue yeah after a while because you have to get it done yeah so I want to talk a little bit about uh, being a female and being in the industry and, and working with some of these jobs because uh, obvi- working in a law firm, you know, it is a very male-driven industry or has been in the past, I guess is a better way to say it. Um, and, and I'm not sure with the other jobs that you were kind of doing, but being a female and in this industry and doing this, did you feel like there were, like that had anything to do with how you sort of did your day-to-day or what were, was it any different for you or any experiences that you had maybe that as a female you see, you see differently than? Um, I think the biggest thing for me was more, um, making sure that I wasn't designing something that was considered girly or 
too feminine um, because I wanted to be able to design for for anything. Um, and if somebody requested something more masculine, then I would, you know, definitely know to take that direction. But sometimes they don't or they don't know or depending on the project, you can, I, I think as a female, I always consider that, you know, how the end result should should come across and I and and make sure that it's not too feminine just because I am a woman yeah I could I probably used to lean sort of in that that way with my design and with um artistic um sort of look and feel of of most things that I would do but then I think the law firm actually made me go complete opposite way Mm. and just because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to become boring, but I also didn't want to, you know, be too girly. So yeah, I I just wanted to sort of take a, just as it it made everything, you know, strong and look like how the end, you know, the client wants the the end result to be. Yeah. And so you kind of take all these experiences that you've had take everything that you've learned and in your your portfolio and everything that you worked on and you're you're at the firm and you think all right it's time to to do this on my own it's time to make this my own thing is, is that sort of how did you come to cuz i think if i'm remembering correctly after the firm is when you started doing your own thing and and creating KO design group and yeah. so I mean, that's a huge thing. That's a big step. And so what was it about life at the time that sort of made you go, okay, this is the right time to, to branch out and, and do this really daring thing? Um, so it was a really big step. I didn't actually really – I knew it was um, – it was something I always wanted to do. When it happened, I never thought it would, it would be at that time. But I think um, – because I was at the firm for so long and we, um, you know, some of the projects come up every year, you know what, what they're going to be. You can plan. Sometimes they might get a little old. You could try and try and, you know, brainstorm and research and nothing seems to work because you've done it eight other times or, yeah. you know. Um, and I just, I think... Um, I had sort of had some side projects. I think I started with actually wedding invitations. Hmm. Um, and that was just kind of for friends and then friends of friends. And um, that was just kind of on the side. And then, you know, every once in a while, someone in um, maybe from the McGuire Woods marketing department or somebody along the way would say, oh, you know, I need a logo. I need, how about websites? Um, and that was really when I thought, okay, I can start building up some a couple of clients here and there on the side. Um, and uh, I realized that one day I was sort of working all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it was more, um, it was scary. And I think all of a sudden I thought, well, maybe it's possible. Maybe it's com- maybe the, the time might be coming. And I think that's kind of. Um, my whole career has been about sort of what has made like uh, what has made sense, and I and I occasionally get a little twinge of you know this this might be the right move, this might it might be time to make a move, it might just 
sort of some, something's got to happen. And I think it was maybe even a few six months before I actually did it. So that was kind of lingering, but I was it was way too scary and yeah. and you know I don't I can't possibly and um, and then I it kind of as it got closer to the time when I actually did it, I, I thought, well, I am just sort of, you know, I think maybe this makes sense. And um, that's really what my, you know, what has driven me to, to, to make these leaps. And so I decided, okay, I think it's time. I had a couple um, steady clients that I knew kind of would keep me going at the time, at least for a month. And I thought, okay, well, <laughs> I'll see what happens. I can eat this month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or maybe not, but I think I can pay my rent. Um, but, and I, so I kind of, I just kind of jumped and um, I was shocked and and humbled by just the support that I got and then the amount of work that I got just through word of mouth because I had built up this network um, mainly at McGuire Woods of other, you know, in the marketing department. So other, other, um, folks in the marketing industry, legal marketing, legal industry. But, um, then, uh, you know, also it has branched out into other things, but, um, so yeah, it became, it's, it's still going now. So yeah, <laughs> I was, um, just shocked and surprised and and then I just I love what I what I do so yeah I hope that comes across when I work with my clients (laughs) I'm sure it does um as far as actually it's one thing to kind of be like okay I'm gonna get clients and design things for them but the business aspect of setting up a business the the sort of um legal aspect of that how was that for you and and how did you kind of go about actually doing the paperwork and all that sort of stuff in in setting up your your new business um well I um I had a little bit of help from um and advice from lawyers that I worked with Mm -hmm. um and then a even um uh you know friends reaching out saying okay you got to do this here they you know and I had some steps so I, I did it all myself um but I definitely had advice and and do's and don'ts and yeah. um it didn't so having that helped to make it not so scary because when you think okay yeah, I'm gonna start a business well then then what do you do um so just kind of you know taking it one step at a time but also just kind of the help and support was along the way. It was, you know, okay, it's not so scary. Yeah. And so you've been, you've been sort of with and about KO Design for a, how long now? Uh, it was three years in October. Okay. So, yeah. And how is that going for you? Are you still finding yourself pretty busy and still just kind of cranking out content pretty quickly? It, yeah. So that's the thing, I, you know, it's funny how your your career leads you down this path and everything helps you towards, you know, where you're at at the time. Um, but McGuire was really, I think, helped just with the fast, fat, you know, the fast pace, of course, but also learning how to prioritize and take care, you know, take care of that list, list that you have um, and keep kind of just keep going. Sometimes I 
won't just you got to get through it and stop you know keep going until it's the job is done and or the project or um so yeah I think it's um it's still going strong I'm still really busy with some of my clients that I had from the beginning um and then branching out into other you know areas I think a lot of a lot of my clients are small to mid-sized law firms okay um but I still then um, occasionally do things just word of mouth or meeting somebody. Um, I've worked on um, a food blogger lo- logo and uh, oh. website, a, for something for a life coach. Um, so, yeah, so it's not always just um, what kind of the network of, uh, that, I've, that I've received um, working in the law firm, but also just kind of whatever comes my way, I say, okay, yep, I'll take it. I can do it. (laughs) Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about this creative side of, obviously what you do is is all creative or the bulk of it outside of the the sort of uh, day-to-day tasks that you have to do. But I always hear this from, I have a lot of creative friends, and I always hear this from my creative friends, and they say, They'll say, oh, everyone's creative. And I'm like, oh, trust me, that is not true. Because if you've ever seen me draw or sing or paint or anything, you'll be like, yeah, that guy's not very creative. Um, But they always come back with this. Everyone is creative in some way. And so can you speak a little bit about how how you feel about that and sort of how people who perceive themselves maybe as not creative can kind of tap into that side of them and, and sort of discover the creativeness inside of them? Well, I think the, it brings brings to mind um, a lot of times when I just have conversations about concepts with people who don't think they're creative. They, that's the biggest, actually it really helps me a lot to hear how they think because just saying you're not creative, I mean, maybe you, maybe there's a, creative way that you think how to solve a problem or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just because you can't paint doesn't mean you can't creatively, you know, find a, or or even, you know, verbalize a cool way to, to show a logo, you know, just because you can't paint it. That's what I do. So I think, um, bringing out the creativity is, and I've seen it too. I've seen it in, in, when this happens, it's really cool because, I can picture it. Somebody who thinks they aren't creative might not be visual. You know, they might not be able to think of it in their head, but they're they're saying it. Yeah. And even just the words or seeing how their mind thinks then helps me to think differently and get to the best way to show that. So you know, that's that's when I think when I listen to a client or somebody who who needs help with design. Just sort of, I can I can picture it just by you know sometimes they it's a it's a longer um, sort of you know way to get about it, but sometimes and sometimes it's just quick. But I can sort of take it and run, and then that's also one of the, what I like about design is getting to that end result where everyone's like, yes, how did you know that's what I <laughs> that's what I wanted? Yeah. So it's a lot about just finding your own little creative niche and partnering with other people who can sort of bring that expression into a more visual visual thing that other people can kind of appreciate. 
Exactly. Yeah. Because I think, you know, probably because I work um, with a lot of law firms, they may not necessarily think that they are very creative and they'll say, that's your job. So <laughs> that is like why I, you know, just to take their vision or maybe what they don't know, just what they're hoping to, you know, produce and, and get to that end is, um, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So tell me if there are maybe young people or people who are kicking off their career in design or thinking about doing a career in design out there listening, what advice would you have for someone who who wants to do this thing, who who hears your story and is like, man, that's that's something that I've really connect with and really want to be a part of. What what advice would you give to someone like that who just wants to try and figure out where to start maybe? I I would say actually exactly that. It's just about figuring out how to start. And maybe uh, yes, of course your goal, but how you get there is I think the hardest part to not to just sort of let that evolve because you know, like I said, it, everything in my career has been sort of um, an aha moment or a click or um, something that makes sense. And if I wouldn't have acted on those, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am. But also, I could have never planned for that. Um, so I think it's kind of a lot about being open and, and being being able to hear when that, you know, little twinge of something telling you to do something and uh, it, it's you, you should listen to your gut and and kind of act on it um to help you sort of because you never know where you're gonna what you're gonna learn from the next move um or even a networking event or something that if it's ever just i should probably do this you should do it <laughs> <laughs> just give it a try and see how it fits yep you never know yeah and I, I know you talked about the fact that you do a lot of different things, that you obviously have done a lot of work for law firms and and designing their stuff, but I'm sure that you've done you've touched a ton of different areas and, and industries. Uh, so what is it that if someone's looking for some design work, is there anything specific that you really enjoy doing or, or how can maybe the general public sort of who wants to kind of get something designed can they come to you and say hey you know you talked about a food blogger is, is there anything that maybe you wouldn't be able to help with or is just anything out there so yeah it's funny because um as a designer I do kind of say I can uh, I can do anything which is it sounds so broad but I do really enjoy starting from somebody who says, I, I, you know, maybe I need a logo, maybe I need a business card, and then um, evol that evolves into, oh, yeah, also a website, and <laughs> oh, there's marketing stuff. And um, so I like to do the whole package. But I also um, like to just actually help out where sometimes, you know, be being a small design firm. Um, I'm not a large agency, so kind of what I say that I can offer is you don't have to um, hire me for the whole job. It can be 
just a logo and then you've already got a website or you know or I can help with the back end of the website or pieces wherever you need me so that's kind of um, what I like to say that I can offer is um, yes anything and all of it that'd be great but I also can you know sort of offer an a la carte service of I just need somebody to fix this one picture (laughs) and I'd be so happy and um, that's kind of what I, you know, what I can do and what I like to do, and I'm always happy to help. So we don't even necessarily need to be like, this is what I want it to look like, but just kind of have a general idea of the goal, and you can help us along and say, okay, here's where we can start, and then we'll take it from there and kind of eventually get to that goal. Um, yes, I definitely, you know, I can do that. I've worked with clients who have no idea. They know they need something, but they don't know what. Um, let alone what it's going to look like. But also then there's the other end of someone who knows exactly what they want. And um, sometimes that's easier. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's harder. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's basically all types of of um, personalities that I can sort of figure out the best solution for the, end, for the, for the design in the end, yeah. Yeah. And so if someone's listening and they have design work that they want to do or they just want to get more information about what you do or how you've kind of accomplished what you have, which is a lot, um, how would they get a hold of you? Can you give some sort of contact information for people who might be interested in your work? Yes, absolutely. So um, I am in the process of redesigning my own website, (laughs) which um, I'm excited to get out there because um, it's overdue, but it's um, KO Design Group. Dot com and um, there's a contact form on the website or um, can email Kristen K R I S T E N at K O Design Group dot com. Great. So just remember it's Kristen with an E at no. the end, <laughs> and you'll be good. Uh, Kristen, this has been a really great conversation. Learned a lot, and it's been really interesting to hear your story. So thank you for sharing that with us today, and thank you for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago. listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago as produced by the SATC Solution Center. As always, feel free to reach out to us on social media with your comments and suggestions. You can email us at solutioncenter at satcltd.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram where our handle is at Bridging Chicago. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Nothing contained in this podcast shall constitute financial, investment, legal, and or professional advice. No professional relationship of any kind is created between you and the podcast host or guests. You are urged to speak with your financial, investment, or legal advisors before making any investment or legal decisions. Furthermore, the opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of the SATC Solutions Center, Shank Annis Tepper Campbell, or any of its employees. This podcast is created by the host and guests' individual capacities. All opinions on this podcast are or have been rendered based on specific facts, 
under certain conditions and are subject to certain assumptions and may not and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including but not limited to, or use in or in connection with any investment purposes or legal proceeding.